0: Welcome to KathleenWitten.org. We believe that Kathleen's message will inspire you, encourage you, and give you a fresh perspective on life. Now, here's Kathleen. Something that we thought of, that was something that was planted deep inside our hearts. And a lot of people felt like because I'd have a can, I'd have a chemo, that maybe I couldn't have children. And that was another miracle that God did because I can have children. But it's just something that's been a dream for us for so long to adopt a child. And that's something that, you know, there are things that God will put in your heart. We kept running against um, all sorts of opposition. I mean, continual opposition. And we had people who loved us, that loved God, and that loved um, our family, and some that were in our family say, Well, you know, this probably isn't God. This probably isn't God. So we had a lot of discouragement and people speaking for God. And they weren't. Otherwise, you're going to be confused by being guided by all these different voices. And, um, but you know, God does use also people to encourage us and to speak to us. And I'll never forget, we were going to adopt out of Russia, and then we decided not to They can say no. The Russian judges at the last minute we knew of a woman who had breast cancer. Where you go over there for two weeks, you come back, and then you go over there another two weeks, and they'll only let you adopt out of Siberia if you've had um, cancer. Which is, I don't know what the rationality is, but it's the motherland, and you don't question it. And so um, she had gotten the baby and um, paid the money and gone before the judge, and this is her second trip over there, holding the baby, and it's the very last one. Russia was not wise. We weren't going to do that. And Armenia had just opened up in 2003. And basically, there were a few people in the process of adopting, but no one had adopted out of Armenia ever. And so everything was new. And we had... um, the child all the time, and then people kind of well-meaningly pat you, and that obviously wasn't you know, meant to be, maybe you're not supposed to adopt, and we've all had that, where it's just, people are speaking that it's not necessarily God, but it confuses us, and so I went to this little Wednesday morning prayer group with a group of women that are from different churches, any women in here that want to go, are welcome, it's not an exclusive group, it's just. And um, we've been meeting for four years, and these women put their hands on me and prayed, which we don't usually do because we're just not, we just don't to do that. And um, but I was so upset that day. I and in the way and seeing just the depravity of man in so many ways and areas. And I'll never forget one of the women who I know if I said her name, a bunch of you would know, who's so not this way at all, said, you know, I feel like I just did something. And we all did. I mean, there was a presence of the Holy Spirit in the room. And it was like, you know, sometimes we pray, and you feel like we pray, you know, descending and ascending. I and mean, then that's how powerful it felt. And yet nothing happened, you know. We went home. Two weeks later, though, I got a phone call. Would you be willing to try again to adopt? And I called Lacey, and he said yes. And uh, we had already said we'll take the child that God picks. We don't want to pick so so said, we do have an infant, and we're just thinking that he might be the one for you. And, you know, we've heard that before, and it's been so painful. And so, in doing all the paperwork and stepping out again through tears, through pain, I just said, you know, when was his birthday? When's his birthday? Well, his birthday was December 19th, the day that I was praying for those women in San Antonio, Texas. It's an 11-hour time difference. His mother was in labor with him as he we was praying. You think that's true? But see, that's words of God. Something happened, and she spoke to me. And so, but we cannot even have people speak to us unless we know what God's will is for us, unless we know Him, because it's a dangerous place for us to depend on people. But I do want us to look at the different ways that people speak in light of filtering it through the Word of God. And I think it's interesting how God made the woman and made the man, and I won't do a whole class on this, but, you know, just how women and just kind of feel something isn't right. And and there have been times that I know But um, there's just a very few times that I have, you know, got feelings um, that, that something's not right. And he was years ago, like 12, 13 ago, so, um, in a business situation with someone. And I kept telling him, this, this, it's not right. Something is not right. This isn't right. I don't know what it is, but this isn't right. And he kept dismissing it because, oh, you're emotional and, oh, you're this and that. And he's looking pragmatically at the picture. A man and a woman together, and women do tend to be more emotional, but we need to listen to each other, and God was speaking through me to him, and he didn't listen, and thankfully God's so merciful, I mean, it cleaned, cleaned it all up, but Lacey, it from that point on, said, you know what, I need to start listening and attuning my ear to my wife, instead of saying, well, you know, you didn't go to law school, and, you know what you're talking about, and you're just emotional, and so we need to recognize that God. That's me to need and lean on one another, and lacey has been the same way with me. I Meaning, he's had certain people very rarely, but I will say probably only one in particular um, in my life where he said, "You know, I just don't trust this person. I'm not. I don't have nothing against this person. I don't. I'm not. We don't wrestle against punch and blood, but against principalities and powers, and dark forces of weakness and heavenly places, and that's what the Bible says. So we're not supposed to be against a person. But if a person's allowing... You and so he said, I just want you to get away from him. And I thought, I mean, I'm the touchy-feely woman, and I'm thinking, I can't mean, just funny. You know, and he ended up being right. And so I had to go back to him and say, Gosh, you know, I'm gonna really listen. And so God speaks to us through our spouses. I asked my mom if I could have permission to give this story, but because um, it's one more time that my dad's right, you know, she was like, We need that didn't worry about it. As a matter of fact, the story I was telling about the older friend of my grandmother's who married the man that nobody trusted, but nobody wanted to say anything, um, I think that was last time or a couple of times ago, my mom reminded me, my dad reminded me that um, he did call at one point, or she called, I'm sorry, His friend called my parents' out all the time. I mean, to an extreme. I mean, we, growing up, and we still say this, and we tease him now that everything could put your eye out. Get that shoe out of the middle of gotta put your eye out. You know? And we still tease him now, and, and, but even with my kids, he's like, that's going to put your eye out. I'm like, oh, that's, so put your eye out. So, and he was a rodeo rider. I mean, I'm thinking, that could put your eye out. I mean, not the shoe in the middle of floor. But anyway, it's all relative. And I think there's no mistake in that term because it's usually a relative. So he kept telling my mom, put the jewelry in the safe, put the jewelry in the safe. Because see, my dad's like the hyper, like, we're going to look over our shoulders and we're not going to trust anybody. And nah, 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 you know, and he's you know was a rodeo guy and came from South Dakota and his mom was a housekeeper and a hairdresser and his dad was um, a coal miner and a ranch hand and he did rodeo. to hide their wallets under their bed, and they stayed in places that I would probably break into hives if I walked into the lobby. I don't think there is a lobby. But, um, and so he's more just, everything's careful, you know, and he hides things, and my mom's just, leave it all out, and we love the air conditioner? You we might know the air conditioner man's mother, and, you know, we're an age, and you can't do that anymore, and so they had... My dad to really warn my mom, and she kept suffering him for years. Not going to put it in a safe, and, and that happened. And there are times that I know my mom has has tried to warn my dad. And so, to me, this was such a wake-up call. is the head of our household, even when he's wrong, God blesses (laughs) him. Don't take your nine-year-old to Sunday school. Oh, oh, she was saying, when did the jewelry get stolen? Uh, Uh, She was saying, when did the jewelry get stolen? Later. Um our next point is that God speaks through children. <laughs> now if you do not think that God is laughing right now and you don't think being a Christian is having fun, he's so good. He's so awesome. You know, I love this scripture, Matthew eleven twenty-five, and it so dovetails. To We can't grasp God with our minds. We can't. We've got to come down to as children and say, it's your word, it's true. spirit. If you say you love me, you love me. You know, we cannot go to him like an adult and try to rationalize and analyze and intellectualize God. You just know. I mean, you just know. And that's part of the Holy Spirit. That's part of faith. Faith is conviction of things that have not been seen. The assurance of things that we don't necessarily At that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned learned and revealed them to little children. That literally God hides things sometimes from our adult minds, especially if we've risen up in pride, and he'll reveal them to the little children. And I so often have heard party which um I still can't get over Austin. I mean, it's so healthy. <laughs> we stayed, you know, kind of near Town Lake and there are people jogging around the ice at six AM and Lacey and I joked about living in San Antonio. If you walk to Starbucks, you are considered radical. And so we you know, lay But anyway, so my brother-in-law was saying that when they went skiing, they just got back from skiing, and they took their, my, my other sister went too, and they, so there was two two-year-old boys and an infant. And my sister, who's going to have a baby, watched these two two-year-old boys, who are cousins, who was also a cousin of my two-year-old boy, and she watched them, and they were so bad. My brother-in-law, the doctor said, oh, don't worry about it. It takes a lot of that stuff to make any difference. But I thought, well, that probably was not helpful for their behavior to have some thyroid in their system. But my brother-in-law said that he was having the most amazing thing, and he didn't know he was speaking to me. And that's what's so neat about the Holy Spirit. You go to Jaime's in Austin, and you're eating Mexican food for somebody's 30th birthday, and Jesus Christ speaks to you. See, that's the God. we serve a God who says, Learn my voice and my word and every speak to you all the time. And that's what it means about praying ceasingly. You know, pray means have that conversation with God back and forth all the time, all the time. To be filled with the spirit, constantly living in the spirit. And so Jesus Christ is the me in Austin for the thirtieth birthday party. And so my brother in law looks at me and he has no idea I'm amazing 'Cause it's the second we got home from scene and I said, Andrew, I need to talk to you Andrew knew exactly what he's done. And he said he stepped upstairs and my brother in huge six foot something and Andrew's this little bitty guy and Andrew stepped upstairs right after him and, and Robert looked at him and Disciplining him, because it wouldn't have been good for me to have let it go. It just wouldn't have been good for him for me to just let it go. I had to. But he said, I had such love for this little guy. He was just so sorry. And God just spoke right there. and said, like, God, I know that God did that with us. You know, when we're really sorry, and we really get in front of him and say, I'm sorry, instead of, hmm, You know, because there's times that two-year-olds will go, hmm gotten into that, where he snorts, and I'm like, my son is snorting, <laughs> and they do it when there's a lot of people around, and they know that you're at ATV, and you're not going to make them out of the thing and really get in their face, because <laughs> you're seeing all these people, and then they do these obnoxious, horrible things and throw fits, and you have to stand there and do things, and you're not nice to and you're thinking, I'm going to kill you. Do that in grocery stores. So, and I thought, you know, God's so good, He so speaks through our children so often. He teaches us so many things, and the more we know about the heart of God, the more people can, um, God can use people to speak through us. thought of another example of um, a Maddie not too long ago. Um, we had brought up something that she had done, and in bringing up something that she had done recently, like many parents, we brought up the last five things that she had done and already asked for forgiveness for, which parents are famous for, especially mothers, because we have a mental file that we can pull out at any time. It contains lists and lists and files and files and files. The biggest file is he has the biggest file, and it goes way back. And see, his file for me is about that big, and it usually contains yesterday, because that's about as much as I can remember of what's happened. But I can go way back to the and I can pull out. Is that true? And God doesn't. God forget, And she said, so you shouldn't be bringing that up. You shouldn't be saying that to me. And I was so convicted, and Rachel was so convicted, and we had to ask for her forgiveness. And I want to give you those scriptures because those are powerful scriptures. Isaiah 43, 25, Jeremiah 31, 34, and Hebrews 8, 12. If you want to get a pen out, I'm going to say them again. But all three of those scriptures, two in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament, say I, even I, am he Blocks blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Isaiah 43.25 Jeremiah 31.34 Hebrews 8.12 you know that's powerful and God is using my child Just to, to look at that. Another time that kids, I was thinking about when in Christchurch, kids have really spoken, and um, they asked me to do the children's sermon probably six months ago, and so we went in to the chapel and we had a teaching on um, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians, and you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and all those things that we exhibit every day at all times. What is the one of the spirit that kids need more? What is it? What do you think they said? Self-control. We're always in trouble for that. And kids are so honest. You know, they're not like real religious yet. You know, so they're just real honest about the whole thing. We need self-control. We're always in trouble for that. And then I thought, well, this is going to be interesting. What's the one thing that adults need, and without picking a boot, every kid joy. You know, as adults, we work so hard in getting our needs met and our desires fulfilled, and yet the Word of God says that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, He will give us the desires of our heart. The Word of God says, seek be first the kingdom of God and His righteousness in all these things that we've had. And so kids look at it, and they just... self-control, don't I? And that's the way that children see um, who it so often is where well, they've got self-control, but they don't have joy. And so it was just neat to have a child speak to that. We're going to try to wrap up. God speaks through strangers. He speaks through movies, art, photos, books, music. Anything He chooses, He can speak through it. Anything He chooses. And we could all probably give examples in that realm. He speaks through nature. I mean, it goes on. With us. He will never leave us or never forsake us. He goes with us where we go. And so he wants to speak to us through all those things. And I just wanted to end with saying this. God speaks through circumstances, but I've so often had people say, well, if there's an open door, then that's God. And if the door is closed, that's not God. Have you heard anybody say that? So I'm going to pray for an open door or a closed door. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily going to help because there are times Our little boy stands. tell you right now people in California do not speak Russian, And then they would speak to the people in Russia who would speak to the people in Armenia. So it's just a pretty much a miracle that this excess that God had it happen. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, sometimes we pray and we're it just seems like the doors closed and there are times when God Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we just we just love you this morning. We love you that you're in this room. We love you that, that you have such a sense of humor and that You care about us. We care about our hearts. We care about our lives. And you just follow so hard after us. You search for us and continually draw us to you. And Father, I just think about going away even one night to Austin. And how much I miss my children much more than I. Walked away from you, or perhaps never even really known you. You just ached and missed us. You are our God. And God, I just ask that you would really speak to us through your word. Father, I pray that each person in this room would have a hunger and a thirst to open your word and just to look at whatever you might speak to them this week. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time that we've had and I ask that you would fill us and dwell us with, with your love, just as you've indwelled this room us with everything that that we need. And most of all, help us with our relationship with you just by nature. We're not, we are not just super spiritual, perfect people. And you know that. We're your kids and you love us. But, Lord, we just need your grace. Thank you.